Well, let me welcome back Coach Taylor. Coach, do you have team updates for us? Yep. Uh, from a player standpoint, um, you know the guys obviously that are, that were banged up from the end of, from the end of the year. They're obviously doing treatments. Um, we've gotten a couple lifts in with our strength and conditioning staff. Um, they got one more lift coming Thursday. We'll cut those guys loose. Um, you know, just having end of year meetings. You know, you learn a lot about your team and the group. You know, we can sit down one on one and take a high level view as a head coach. So I'm just learning some things where we have blind spots as coaches, and then we give them honest feedback of where we feel like they can get better. And then from a coaching standpoint, um, coaches are in and out, man, on the road. Uh, we got our O line coach. He's uh, out in Minnesota right now. We had a coach uh, just got off the road from Arizona. Uh, we got another coach going out to Colorado in January. Another guy going to. California in January, so busy time, busy time. We just had a kid on campus today, so I had a one-on-one visit with him, young man from Wisconsin, super excited about offensive linemen, so I think we're close with him. So it's good. You know, we're busy. We're staying busy. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with William, who would like to know, when will players who are interested in playing a fifth season at Hamlin be providing you with that information, or will you not know until even up until next season begins? Ooh, I love the question. Fair question. I can tell you right now, we already have three that have jumped back into the boat. So I'm very excited about that. We got two that are in the portal right now. You know, just trying to see, you know, what the best um, situation is for them. But hopefully we get those two back as well. Sometimes a kid will jump in the portal. And you got to be careful with that stuff too because, you know, depending on who they are on your team, you know, they jump in and, you know, if they don't get anything, you know, there, there are some head coaches that say, if you jump in there, you're not coming back. That's not the case. These two young men did a good job in the classroom and and I totally understand what they're trying to get done. So um, we got three for sure back, and then we got another two that could come back. So we'll see. One of those wouldn't happen to have a last name of Wilson, would it? <laughs> well, we got to stay. We got to stay tuned to the next episode. That's what we got to keep coming back, right? Keep people coming back and listening. <laughs> we have two questions for you from Ray. A lot of. A final four questions for you, so I just want to throw, let you know right off. Yeah, so, Ray would like sure. to know, first of all, what were your thoughts on the four teams that made the national playoff? Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I'm back and forth. There's a lot of people that don't like me right now because I kind of see it the way – I kind of had a feeling based off of the way Saturday was going. I watched that Texas game. I said, oh, boy, you know, how are they going to leave Texas out? And then when I saw Michigan play, I mean, they've been undefeated. How are they going to leave them guys out? And then – I said, what happens if Alabama and Georgia, if Alabama wins? I, honestly, I felt like they weren't going to let Georgia go. And if Alabama won, put those guys in it. And then Washington is undefeated. So, to me, I under, is it fair? No. Life is not fair. Right? So Florida State did everything they need to do, right? And they're, they're undefeated. But here's the reality of college football. And I hate to say this, and hopefully we don't lose any listeners, but, you know, it's, it is a little, at that level, it is about ratings and, and I wouldn't even say that level who travels, but it is about ratings. And unfortunately, TCU messed it up for Florida State last year by getting blown out. Is what I think. You know, we lose sixty-five to seven. I don't think people wanted to see that with a with a quarterback that Florida State had. I hate to say it, but that's just the you know that's just my common sense of, of why that happened. You know, to leave the SEC out, I just I just don't think the powers that be was going to let that happen. And you know, I'm surprised. They, I'm really surprised they didn't leave Georgia at four and move Alabama up to three. Now I would be a lot more. I'd been really disappointed if uh, Washington got got booted. If, if you know that would have been, I would have been a little bit more up in arms. But I mean, you know, third string quarterback, man, you know, and that's not that's not fair. But life ain't fair. So you know, Florida State. Hopefully, they can win their bowl game. We're gonna come back to Washington here in a little bit. But Ray would also like to know 
who do you see of those four teams as the team to beat? Man, based off of what I saw Texas do, I think that's going to be a wide-open game. I like Texas, and then I think Michigan and Alabama is going to be a backyard brawl, like a street fight. You know, so whoever can whoever can out whoever can uh, outlast each other there. There's going to be a lot of running the football, and it'll be that's going, they're going. I think they're going to be two. They're going to be two good, really good games. Um, I don't know. I, I I think Texas. I do like Texas. Well, that's interesting because Bill would like to know: Do you feel like the winner of the Alabama Michigan game is the one to beat for the championship? Mm. It, it, it is so tough. Gosh, and it is so tough. Um, yeah, I could I could easily say yeah, but again, I think Texas is. I think Texas and Washington is going to be a great game. I think Texas squeaks them out, and I don't know, man. There's there's Jim Harbaugh's good, but there's not a better play caller when he's hot than Steve Sarkeesian, man. Like he's and I, he's in a he's in a rhythm now. So it'll be this will be interesting. This will be very interesting. So I, I got to go with Texas. Phil says, everyone thought Georgia was the best team in the country all season long. They lost a tough neutral site game to Alabama, and then they're out of the playoff picture. That seems ridiculous to me. Sure. Yeah, that's what I was saying a little bit earlier, that, you know, I thought if Alabama won, Georgia was going to get themselves knocked out. And I don't know the – and I don't, we don't know the formula, right? But it's just – you know, and I hate to say this, maybe some people got tired of seeing Georgia for the last two years. A little part of me thinks that's what it really was, why they got them out, but – I don't know. It'll all, hopefully, it all shakes itself out next year when they go to 12 teams, but then you're going to have 13, number 13 team and 14 team. They're going to be like, hey, we should be in. So we'll see. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate that those that Georgia's out, and it's unfortunate that Florida State's out. Bradley, the Florida State fan, would like to know, Coach, can you explain how Florida State goes undefeated and does not make the national championship? Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, as I spoke a little earlier from a different lens, you know, I can kind of see from a rating standpoint, but I agree that, you know, they have every right to be playing. You know, I think the thing that hurt them is, you know, and it's not anyone's fault because their third-string quarterback came in, won the game versus Louisville, and then they're still out. So, no, I don't, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I'm sorry. For, I feel bad. My, my roommate from college is a Florida State fan, and he's up in arms, man. He's, he's ready to go on a rampage. So I feel your pain. <laughs> Staying with that, Chris says, I get that Washington finished with an undefeated season, but they beat Oregon twice, barely each time. I still don't see how they could see Washington as better than Florida State. What is your opinion? Yeah, um, yeah, I think Florida State did a good job. I think then Florida State beat Alabama, you know, and they, I don't know. It's just it's tough because you got – and here's the deal. <laughs> here's the real issue. You got a committee with I don't know how many coaches, former coaches on there, and then there's like – some other people on that thing. So what do they really know? So it's all messed up. It, it, it's, it, it's unfortunate for Georgia. It's unfortunate for Florida State. And like you just said, you can make the argument about Washington as well. So it's just unfortunate, but you know, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Thomas says Florida State will face Georgia in the Music City Bowl, and I know that looks like the glor- gl- glamorous matchup with five against six. But wouldn't you have liked to see FSU take on Liberty, both undefeated? I think that would have made for a great matchup. Mm. Mm. That would have been good. But, again, one thing that everybody has to understand, now when you start getting out of the BCS, you start talking about the bowl games, you know, they start talking about who travels and what's the better storyline and for TV. So that's why that – I'm pretty sure that's why Liberty is not going to play Florida State. Absolutely. 
Next up, we have Rick would like to know any of those early bowl games that have caught your attention. Yeah, I want to see what Minnesota's going to do to Bowling Green. I want to see how that one goes. Um, that's really the one. I, want to, I, I, do, I have a, a vested interest in Louisville. One of my best friend's son plays on the team, so I want to see how he does. Um, I want to see what Syracuse does. I want to see how Syracuse, they got new leadership over there. A guy from South Jersey who I'm really, really fired up about, Fran Brown. He's not going to coach in it, but he's taking that team over, so I want to see how they perform with a new coach on the rise. Um, Penn State, all right? I want to see what Penn State does. I want to see, I mean, I'm obviously a, a Penn State, you know, fellow PA guy and South Jersey guy, so Penn State's always a team you look at. I'd like to see what Rutgers does. I'd love to, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see how Rutgers uh, plays in the game. So those are some teams that I'll just follow just based off of um, coaches that I, I know or New Mexico State, right? How about the year they had? I'd love to see what Jerry Kill does, so. Byron says, Coach, my favorite college football game of the season is this Saturday, so tell me who you like in Army against Navy. Oh, man, I got to go Army. I got to go Army, man. I mean, so I don't know if anybody listened to the show a couple weeks back. I got a chance to go see an SEC game. Kentucky plays South Carolina, and that was a great experience, but um, I need to go. And you know what? Now that I think about it, next year I might go, I might go to the Army-Navy game just to see that thing. So absolutely, um, Army. Let's go, let's go Army. Eric says, I don't know if you've been watching the Division Three playoffs, but a lot of big-name teams are already out. Wartburg and North Central still in, but no Johns Hopkins, Wisconsin-Whitewater, Mountain Union, Mary Harden-Baylor. Do you feel like D3 football may be seeing a power shift? Um, could be. I mean, could be. I mean, North Central is good, right? Wartburg has a good team. So it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, if, well, North Central has already won a national championship. But like, so for me, I like Wartburg right now. I'd love to see what they can do, you know, with some of those big hitters out of it now. I mean, it'll be good to see new. It'll be good to see a new national championship. Absolutely, a, a new national champion. Darren says, "I know you love Hamlin, but would you like to coach at the division level one day? Division one level. I'm sorry. Um, that's a that's a fair question. I, again, to, just to be clear, man, I, I am I am I am in love with this place, man. Just everything that it brings." to the challenge, to the type of kids we have, to who we play, um, to where we're located. So, I mean, yeah, Hamlin is Hamlin's where I'm at. But, I mean, I'd be, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be selling myself short if, you know, you don't think about that at, at, from time to time. What do you think that would be like? But, no, I'm not actively re- pursuing anything. Um, like I said, I got, my, I got ten toes on the ground here trying to, trying to figure out how we get over the hump uh, at Hamlin University. So. Next up is our, our buddy Andre returning. He says, Coach, I got to tell you, I'm very nervous after that tough loss against San Francisco last weekend. <laughs> what are you thinking now, <laughs> Dre? Good to hear you, man. Um, <laughs> listen, here's the deal. All right, it's the NFL. All right, we'd much rather it happen now than later. San Francisco is good. It's tough to beat somebody twice. So hopefully we see them again. But they came into Philly and they bloodied up our nose, and that happens at time from time to time. Right? We got to do a better job in the secondary tackling from what I saw in that game. And Kyle Shanahan is a good ball coach, man. That guy has some great schemes. Defensively, Coach Wilkes, who was actually my DB's coach at college, I was so happy for him texting him after the game, said, Coach, congrats. He was asking me how I was doing, and we got to keep him moving. But we got to take care. Hey, I tell you what, Dre, here's the deal. we got to take care of this week. we got to take care of Dallas because that's going to be – and it's in Dallas, so we'll be, we'll be glued into that one at the, in the Taylor household. But 
we need Philly to be – we got to get over to San Francisco, and we got to find a way to beat Dallas. So it ain't getting easier. Yeah, the Cow- Cowboys on a roll, too. So Yep, they are. Maria would like to know, what kinds of things get Coach Taylor in the holiday spirit? Um, I guess whenever you know you're, you're riding and you hear, like, a Christmas carol on the, on the radio. Um, I turned on the TV last night at, like, 2 a.m. because I couldn't sleep, and the Christmas story was on. But it's like whenever I start watching a Christmas story, I'm like, man, it's about to be Christmas. Um, Die Hard always gets me in. Die Hard one always gets me in the Christmas mood. Um, yeah, that's I would say those those things: Christmas carols and uh, Christmas story and Die Hard. We're gonna get to find out. Trish would like to know: Are you more often on Santa's naughty or nice list? Uh, it depends on the time of the year. Uh, it depends on the time of the year. I would say. During football season, right, when you're locked in, working 70 to 80 hours, right, you're on the good list. But when you got a little bit more time to, to roam and, and do, you know, get off the beaten path a little bit, man, sometimes, you know, you get on a naughty list. So just, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a balance. It's a, it's a, life's all about balance. I mean, it's not good to be skewed one way or the other. So, <laughs> uh, And our words of wisdom for this week. Uh, words of wisdom, I'd say, you know, I, got a, I ran into President Miller um, last week, and it's always just interesting you know, her perspective um, on things. And she just said, man, Coach, you know, I really enjoy the way, you know, you work with the team as far as trying to get these young men to, to be the best that they can, do all the good that they can to all the people that they can, you know, in all the situations that they can. So those are the words of wisdom. And I think that is from John Wesley. So there you go. Fantastic. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.